everyone. Welcome to You Got Me Hooked, our new podcast. I'm Kim. I'm Corey. Uh, we're going to talk about any sort of TV shows that we love, anything that got us hooked. And it's going to be really fun because we decided, number one, we're going to start with The Office. Um, and number two, we're going to go episode by episode and just talk about it and make some goofs about it and discuss what happens in the season. We're a couple, by the way. Yeah, we're fiancés. <laughs> Um, so we're going to talk about just our favorite, uh, TV shows. Obviously The Office was our first pick because that is the best show in the world. So we started with episode one. Obviously we're going to do episode one and two in the first podcast because there isn't much that happens in the first episode. It is called The Pilot and the little information that Netflix gives us is... Clueless Dunder Mifflin manager Michael Scott welcomes a documentary crew to observe the office just as he learns that his branch could be downsized. Um, obviously, that comes up a lot later on. And I remember when we first watched this episode over again that I'd completely forgotten that they do talk about that in the first episode. The downsizing? The downsizing, I can, yeah. yeah. I completely forgot that, too. And it's funny because you also... Like, what I noticed about this episode is... You see uh, a lot of, like, background characters that you only see one freaking time and then you never see again. That was my first note was tons of extras. And even the guy that he ends up downsizing the branch with, like, uh... Oh, we just watched it. What's his name? What's his name, Kim? I don't know. Because Creed tells him that he needs to... Devin, yeah, yeah, yeah. He ends up firing Devin, and Devin is no longer... He was never a huge part of it at all. No, he was in that single episode. And But they didn't even they didn't introduce even, yeah. him as a character. Yeah, they just kind of introduced him he, as like a super pissed-off guy who gets fired because Creed's kind of a bit of an asshole and Michael's yeah. incredibly clueless. I love it. And uh, he tries to give him a... What was it? Keep on to Starbucks? I can't even remember It was that. a coupon to somewhere, and then he rips it up and throws it we and need to smashes it. Oh, I I uh, <laughs> seem to memorize TV shows. It's a really stupid skill. I can't even call it a skill, but it's a really dumb skill to have. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, if I'm interested in them, I can kind of memorize them and play them over my head. And yes, they do give him a Starbucks coupon for $5. He rips it up, and then they throw, and then Devin throws a pumpkin on Michael's uh, Sebring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so another thing that I want to do every episode is talk about how many times Jim looks at the camera, like makes his classic Jim look. Uh, if you've ever seen The Office, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Whatever Kevin is eating in the episode, <laughs> and then <laughs> how many times Jim walks to Pam's desk, like goes to the reception desk. What's ridiculous is we are actually keeping count. Yeah. So like we're not just watching the episode and talking about it. We ha- she has an entire... I don't really take many notes because, I again, I can really memorize TV shows very well. But she has an entire list of notes about how many times this, this kind of stuff has happened. And it's just fucking wild. Yeah, and I chose those things because if you've never seen The Office, one thing that you'll notice throughout the episodes and throughout the seasons is that those things happen all the time. That's literally something that's always going on. Jim always looks at the camera. That's his classic look. Uh, he always goes to Pam's desk because obviously he has a thing for her. Spoiler alert! And um, Kevin is always eating something because it's he's the, the fat first character. episode, and you just spoiled it. If nobody knows that by now, 
they are What if someone has never rock. watched The Office and it they're going to... It doesn't matter if you've never watched it. You know that Jim and Pam are a thing. That's true. It's just like Rachel and Ross. That's true. You've yeah. never seen Friends and you know that that's a thing. Yeah, because I'm an Office fan, not the Friends. Yeah. I don't watch the Friends. So because I brought that up, uh, Jim looks at the camera one time, only one time in this episode, which was crazy. Kevin was eating a cinnamon bun that was in the first scene and then Jim goes to Pam's reception desk twice in the episode which is lame it wasn't that much no but I really like this episode because you really kind of get introduced to all the characters and I feel like they try to make Michael as stupid as humanly possible in this first episode as opposed to later episodes even though they really really up his stupid level just something about this specific episode is so dumb and just it's a full the whole first season is that way and I was actually thinking about it because in the second episode you know how i told you that i want us to have like our favorite michaelism of the episode yeah yeah there were so many of them that i could have written down because he said so many things that were just like ridiculous like the world's best but yeah because i was thinking in my head which one i wanted to do and i don't even know if i can pick one because like for instance the world's best boss one yeah he i got it at spencer's gifts and it's a coffee mug that says world's best boss and he most certainly is not the world's best boss actually he might be he might yeah, be. Okay. I would love to work for a guy like him. But that's the thing, and that's, like, the genius of Michael, and that's why he's such a great character, because he's so dumb in, like, a very innocent way. But he... he it's the like a way, child. Yeah, but the yeah. way that it's written is so, so smart. Whoever was writing... And I actually... Uh, I know some of the writers for the show, but not personally, but... Um, no, I, we're friends. I should look it up. <laughs> I should look it up so that I can say it next time. So, anyway, the... Writers of the show are just so extremely smart about the way that they write Michael and they make him into this like imbecile who makes these jokes that are just unbelievable. He bought himself a world's best boss mug and he doesn't even understand how silly that is. Yeah, which is great because BJ Novak, he he plays Ryan. You also meet him the first episode. He is a uh, temp. And it's funny because his first day as a temp, they talk about downsizing, and you actually see him in the episode. He's on the phone with a customer and says, I don't know, this is my first day here, but it sounds like this place might be downsized. And he's actually, isn't he like the main writer? or He's one of the writers. Yeah, like he's... So is... No, that's her freaking Mindy Kaling. Lahiri is her name on one of her shows. That was so dumb. So quick side note, whenever Kim says anything and I don't fully remember, I'll just agree with it. Um, I know. He he because, just tells me I'm right all well, the Well, because you're my fiance and that's, that's what we do. That's what men do. It's because you're smart. Yep, exactly. So I think the Michaelism that I put down as my favorite is when they're sitting in the office with Jan, because this is the first time we meet Jan as well, who is Michael's boss. Um, he is having a conversation with her about the downsizing and she has made an agenda for them to talk about (laughs) during the meeting. And he says, me no get an agenda. All right, was there anything you wanted to add to the agenda? Mm, Me no get an agenda. (laughs) Yeah, which is (laughs) my favorite line in the whole episode because it leads to such a funny moment. Because so what? So what? What fully happens here is he says, "Me no get an agenda," and then Jan goes, "Well, what do you mean? I had to send it out." And he goes, "Well, I didn't get an agenda." And she go. He looks over at Pam and says, "Pam, did we get a fax from corporate this morning?" And she goes, 
yeah, I told you about it. And he goes, well, why isn't in my hand? As a company who runs on efficiency, it's really important that, you know, I have the, I have the agenda. And then she goes, you told me to throw it in the waste, pa- waste paper bin, which is a special folder from corporate. Yeah. And then he goes, oh, that's right. Um, that was a joke of my that's brother's. That's a joke. It's supposed to be for bills. And then Jan just quietly goes, do you want to use mine? He goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such an awkward moment. And it's like the, the first time that we see Michael and Jan interacting. And it's hilarious that she has to deal with such an idiot as her because you can tell like right away she's even though it's the first episode jane is fully fed up with his shit yeah like instantly she's like do you just want mine yeah god so funny yeah what's another note uh i said no more art we were talking about pam she talks in the first episode about doing all of her drawings and her it's like the first four seasons probably not not probably not four seasons no because it gets to when she does the drawings and does her art museum or her art gallery oh and no one shows up but michael yeah and i think that's kind of when it dwindled and then after she goes to the school School and yeah fails yeah spoiler um so pam is super super into art and she's with a really destructive person who uh, his name Roy. is Roy. Yeah, uh, fuck Roy. Yeah, fuck who Roy. Who doesn't want her to, um, to, you know, proceed with her art career. And she's actually, she's really, really good. At least she's I don't, great, yeah, yeah, she's fantastic. And uh, she just ends up not continuing with it in the later episodes and later seasons, which really kind of bummed me out. And like, this whole TV show, seriously, at the very end, bummed me out with how it ended up. Like, with everything that happened, her not continuing yeah. with the art. You know, just kind of everything, and, and Michael and all that stuff just really kind of upset me. Because they pepper it in throughout the seasons, and they do a commercial, and Pam does some of the graphic art for it, and they have her go off to a school, and that creates a little bit of conflict. But other than that, it's just so limited, and then she ends up, I mean, we'll talk about it later, but yeah, things I happen stick with the with school. The first two episodes. I'm kind of steering away from first two episodes we're we have yeah. a system and we're gonna do our absolute best to stick with it but you know a lot of people are passionate about a lot of things but the office god damn it am i passionate about the office we've literally watched the office the entirety of the seasons probably how many seasons uh, are there nine nine times no it's been, <laughs> it's way, been way more, more than, than that, that. Been way more than that at least in the double digits for all of the episode or all of the seasons um Really, the only other thing I have is that they fake fire Pam, which is really awful. Oh, that's so terrible, because Pam gets really upset and says, you're a jerk, and at that moment, I got really scared. Pam <laughs> is... Why? Because she it was just so sad, you know? How do you not get scared when sweet Pam is kind of crying? scared? I got so scared and anxious for that. I'm a very anxious person. I get really anxious. That's not... That seems like you're using the wrong term. It's like you're an alien that doesn't know... Kim is not getting the the goof of this. Your jokes are not jokes. What do you mean? That isn't even a goof. You're right, sweetheart. You're just using the wrong term and then trying to like... So Pam gets fake fired. And this is actually the last episode that I'm going to be in this podcast. Oh my god. I'm going to find another co-host and we'll... uh, figured out somebody oh, who good can luck. goof good luck finding someone who has a passion and a love for the office the way that I do that's true yeah. uh, so really guys 
that's pretty much it for the pilot episode. There's not much that goes on. We'll talk later about character building because they don't really, they don't do much. And so the second yeah. second episode? No, no, no. We have to give our rating. Oh, okay. So here's what we're going to do. So every episode, um, if you don't know what Dundies are, I don't know what to tell you. Go look them up. You said it really fast. Uh, Dundies? Uh, not Undies. Dundies. <laughs> Dundies. So that's what we're going to give it. So Dundies are a um, trophy that... Michael does, like, an award ceremony every year. That's coming up, actually. So we'll just leave it at... We're going to rate them yeah. out of five, five Dundies. Yeah, one and a half Dundies. One and a half? I did not like you the You actually first, lowered it. I did not like the first episode. Well, well, okay, so give your reasons. Because you only... I mean, you only got to meet a few of the characters, and all of the characters, for the most part, with the exception of, like, Michael and Jim, they were really dull. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that was like, Ryan is super dull, Angela, you meet her, and she speaks for, like, 30 seconds. The only, yeah, they're really dull. They're just really dull. Well, so one thing I'll say is that, obviously, if you don't know The Office, it's based off of the British uh, TV show, The Office. Great, and, actually, great show. Yes, which was written and acted in by Ricky, Ricky Gervais, and he's a wonderful comedian. Um, in the first, I had only watched probably two episodes of the actual original office and I hated it. I honestly thought it was so dull and it's kind of extremely dry British humor, which I can really appreciate sometimes, but with that I just couldn't get into it. I did also watch that after I had watched the first uh, season of the American office. So that may have hindered the way that I saw it a little bit, but the first episode of The American Office is almost a shot-for-shot shot remake of The British Office. They do really, really similar bits. They have a lot of uh, the same type of it's dry humor. It's essentially identical. Con- uh, there's like a few identical, minor little but, like drifts, but yeah, it's there's pretty similar. differences, and I will say, though, that The American Office, all of the characters in that, as dull as they are in this first episode, are even better than the British office. They just have a lot more like life to them and things are just a little bit better. The jokes come off a little bit better, which is not to say that again, the British office is not good, but I just enjoyed the American one a little bit better. So I gave it four Dundies because of that, because it kept me watching it, even though it was as dull as it was. But I will say, I mean, it, it was dull. The, the life of the characters was not there, but the writing was fantastic. Again, the writing is just amazing. And that kind of goes to Ricky Gervais because he did... What did I tell you when I had looked it up? I'm going to have to look this up again. I don't have a lot of answers, guys. But I had looked it up before, and Ricky Gervais did write for the American office for yeah, a short did. time. I think it was like... like I want to say one or two seasons. Yeah, he did help a lot with it. So that would make up for the reason why it is so similar. Uh, anyway, God, let's he's a funny guy. go on to episode two, Diversity Day. Which one of is, my favorite episodes. Yeah, exactly. One of my favorite episodes. I was just going to say, one of the best episodes. So damn funny. Here is your plot synopsis. After receiving complaints about an employee's unsolicited repeat performance of a risque comedy routine, Michael leads a diversity training. So... It's just, it's starting out with just bad, bad ideas. Uh, but Jim... It's because of Chris Rock. 
So yes. we, we do need to mention that. Yeah. Okay, so the whole reason this is happening is because Michael does a Chris Rock uh, bit. And what did you look up? The Chris Rock bit? No. Oh. I, have the, I have the entire script of season oh, episode two. Smart. But that's not what I'm talking about. I just remember that. So it's from the Chris Rock routine. And... Um, well, he just gets in a lot of trouble because he does it really, really, like, racy. It's, like, he's yeah. really racist Like they it. said, it's risque. It's an inappropriate thing it's to do in the racism. office, obviously. But it is, it's racist. And it is, he says it in such a way that is just so Michael, which comes <laughs> off so, <laughs> he comes off so uh, intensely. <laughs> he just really really goes for it and I yeah. love him for that but it's terrible really quickly I do want to say Jim only looked at the camera once again yeah. crazy Jim went to the desk once but I did count the second time he did when he went to the desk when Pam was not there Ryan was up at the desk um, watching the Chappelle show that he downloaded um, yeah. to her computer because she has a lot of free space yes. this isn't from the script guys I just know stupid things like this it's actually pretty awesome. It's pretty well, fun. It's pretty yeah, fun. Yeah, for you. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, one of my favorite quotes, I think this might have been... Oh, no, okay. This isn't my favorite quote, but one of the really great ones was in the very beginning, Michael's talking about the Diversity Day and how they have somebody coming in to give them a little meeting about diversity. And he says, I've been pushing for a while. I never actually talked to corporate about it. They kind of beat me to the punch, which is so, so great. It's so funny. I love it. That's actually one of mine just because he goes, it's something, you know, he says it's something I've been trying to push for a long time. Yeah. So he goes, it's something that I've been pushing for a long time. Well, it's something I've been wanting to push for a long time and corporate made it. And that is, yeah. I seriously could not think of a better um, Michaelism to represent him than that. He it's just, just so, doesn't understand. So he he <laughs> tries so hard and he doesn't understand what's going on. And just the way that he says it, I've been pushing for a while. Well, I haven't actually talked to them. It's like, okay, he, you try to make yourself sound like a great boss. But you're really the complete opposite. Yeah. yeah you're the complete opposite because you're the entire reason that there's diversity training and you're the reason a million other things happens. And this, but yeah. I just love him so much. Like, I, I love know. him and hate him at the same time. They Again, the writing is great because they do make you... He does some really stupid and some really insensitive things sometimes. Horrifically insensitive things. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when the when the show is over, he's you just still so love sweet. Him. Yeah, he's so innocent and so sweet. And you just love Michael. Oh, I found another uh, Michaelism that I think I want to change. Yeah. When he goes up to Mr. Brown... And uh, he ended, what's your name? Mr. Brown. Oh, and first test. test. I will yeah. not call you that. Well, you don't have to, you know, it's not a test. It's my name. I love that. I absolutely yeah. love that. Yeah, because he's trying so hard to be so PC in this episode. And then it just, it flips so quickly to just so inappropriate. He goes from PC to completely insensitive. Yeah. It's just so offensive near the end. But really quickly, there's... Uh, a spoiler alert that Corey just gave. So Mr. Brown is actually there. Mr. Brown is the one giving the presentation, uh, and he is an African-American man. He is there to give the presentation for Diversity Day because somebody had called about Michael giving this whole Chris Rock impersonation. And 
he tells Michael privately that he is the only person that needed to sign the paperwork about seeing the meeting. Every other person was just there for show and he cannot leave until Michael signs this paperwork, which is just so funny because Michael reads it over and the wording of it is basically that he learned something new in this presentation and he tells Mr. Brown that he can't sign it because he didn't learn anything new. He knew all of this information, but he could sign something that said that he taught something <laughs> or helped something. teach something, <laughs> which is so great. I love everything about Ooh, Michael. I, in the background of all this happening, this is why I like this because there's really two separate things going on. So Jim has to call, uh, his name is Mr. Decker? Yep, Mr. Decker. I don't remember what, um, I don't, do they even mention what company? No, I don't think so. Uh, yeah. It's just Jim's biggest sale. Yeah, so what happens is he, he pretty much calls over to, um, this, this company once a year and it ends up being 25% of his commission and he's also pushing card stock on him for 1% more. I know I'm getting cocky, right? Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> that's the line, which is so cute. They make Jim so adorable in this one. There are a lot of talking heads, uh, if you don't know what that means. Those are the little sidebar conversations that the, cu uh, not customers, the characters have with the camera men. So if there's ever like a one-on-one -on -one in a little room by themselves, that's a talking head. And there's so many of them with Jim in this episode. And he's just so cute the entire time. Yeah, and it's really, okay, it's really sad. So this entire time, like, this is the day where he's supposed to call over to do that. And, you know, he explains it, and he pulls out a little bottle of champagne and says, yeah, I like to toast myself Gosh. after that. It's, it's really sweet, but it ends up being really sad. Because while this is going on, he's trying to call. So the first time he's trying to call over, Dwight decides to shred everything on his desk. <laughs> um... And Jim goes, you really have to do that right now? This is important. And he goes, yes, I do have to do it. I should have done it months ago. And he, Jim turns off his uh, power switch. Mm -hmm. So then Dwight responds and hangs up his phone. And then he goes, thanks, Dwight. And then Dwight looks clear in his face, directly in his eyes, and says, tit for tit. <laughs> that is actually a really great line too tit for tit <laughs> and then Jim goes that is not the expression and then Dwight goes well it should be <laughs> do they say that part? yeah oh I don't remember any of that stuff I don't really? know why Yeah. Oh. I only remember like tit for tit and tit for tit uh, I wrote down one of my notes as sexually attracted to, and I just remembered what that was. So between all of this stuff that's going on, obviously Jim is still trying to get to his phone, but that happens where Michael asks everybody in the office what race they're sexually attracted to, and everybody, everybody yeah, needs to say it. Kevin is sitting next to Kelly, and he just says... What, he's, no, that wasn't, oh, no, that it was wasn't, Dwight. It was Dwight. So Dwight raises his hand and goes, I'll go. I have two. White and Indian. And Indian. And Kelly, <laughs> the, the camera just points at Kelly, and Kelly's eye, her head doesn't move. Her it's just eyes her just eyes. Get so big. And she just slowly <laughs> looks over out of the corner eye at Dwight. And then, so funny. And then, and then they shut it down. Mr. Decker, or not Mr. Decker, Mr. Brown. Yeah, then it just goes to the next thing. Yeah, it's just yeah. so, so funny how quick they are. It, there are a billion different jokes in these episodes and even in this first season they started off so strong because every it's just like joke 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 and you can just name off tons of things in the episode that are just funny 
I also wrote, um, Michael has hair plugs, which <laughs> is um, me referring to Michael's extremely receding hairline in this episode. I believe in the second season he ends up getting hair plugs. Yeah, not which, in that's not a plot. I'm assuming. No, he just the actor and, Steve Carell yeah, got hair plugs. And what ends up happening, right? At least with me, is so I didn't notice this. I think until season five. Really. I did not notice his hair until because I was so just involved with the story. Yeah. Because some crazy things happen, and I'm not going to spoil it. Because I want, we're going to talk about those, obviously, in later podcasts. But, yeah, yeah. I don't think I noticed it until, like, season five. And then I'm like, what happened to his hair? And then I've, I looked it up. Oh, really? I looked well, yeah. it up. He got hair plugs. Yeah. If you, like, if you skip around and you go to the second season and then you go back and just watch a li- just the beginning scene of the first season, you will see a difference. He has a crazy receding hairline. It's absolutely so ridiculous, it's, but it's, it's so funny. It's very and, 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 you know, it really gave me ideas... For eventually when I go bald from stress, <laughs> um, I can just do hair plugs and look exactly like Michael Scott, which is my dream. So anyway. He never, they never looked bad on Steve Carell at least. No, Steve Carell. Sometimes looks, they look weird. He, you know what's cool about Steve Carell is that dude is actually jacked. So he is super into working out. Yeah. And there's in one specific episode, where, well, a thousand specific episodes where he wears like super tight shirts. Yeah. And gets made women's. fun of for it. Yeah, but that dude is jacked. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, when Michael does end up finally signing the papers for Mr. Brown, he signs them as Daffy Duck. Daffy Duck. <laughs> I absolutely he... love that. I regret my actions. I regret offending my coworkers. I pledge to bring my best spirit of honesty, empathy, respect, and open-mindedness. Open-mindedness, is that even a word? Um, into the workplace. In this way, I can truly be a hero. Signed... Daffy Duck. There it is. There's the mic drop. Yeah, exactly. He <laughs> turns the page around and he says, Daffy Duck. And he just laughs at himself. He thinks he's so funny. And he goes, he's going to lose it. He's going to lose <laughs> it when he reads that. <laughs> I just, you know, that one of my favorite parts of that whole thing is that he thinks he's so, like, he's laughing so hard. And I know, oops, I know that that laugh is for real. Yeah, you know, yeah. In, in that whole thing, he's actually laughing. Because yeah, I'm it's sure, so damn funny. I'm sure it makes it easy for Steve Carell to be that character because it is hilarious. And trying to actually go through... It's just hard for all of the other actors to actually keep a straight face when he's doing stuff like that. Because I know from watching the bloopers, we've watched almost all of the seasons of bloopers. They're just as funny as the show itself and a lot of the things that are said are um either impromptu or they are written in but just the way that they are delivered is so funny and everybody in the studio just breaks down because it's so good i'm currently laughing my ass off i just want to throw this one thing out okay so uh while they're giving this whole diversity training he asks, you know, Mr. Brown asks what a hero is to someone or, or defines what a hero is. Um, and he says, all you need is honesty, empathy, respect, and open-mindedness. And Dwight goes, excuse me, I'm sorry, but that's not at all what it takes to be a hero. Mr. Brown goes, this is a simple acronym, HERO. Uh, at Diversity Today, we believe it's very easy to be a hero. All you need are honesty, empathy, respect, 
and open-mindedness. Uh, excuse me? Yeah. I'm sorry, but that's not all it takes to be a hero. Oh, great. Well, what is a hero to you? A hero kills people, people that wish him harm. Okay. A hero is part human and part supernatural. A hero is born out of a childhood trauma or out of a disaster um, and must be avenged. Okay, um, you're thinking of a superhero. We all have a hero in our heart.
part Ooh. Native American. He would never say that. He yes, would try he to pull that off. Yes, he would. Um, I'm part Native American, and Oscar says, well, what part? And he says, two-fifteenths? And Oscar goes, that Does fraction it, doesn't make sense. And then he goes, what's well, hard for me to talk about? They're <laughs> yeah, <the laughs> They're strong, suffering. The suffering. <laughs> so good. Then that conversation leads to him asking Oscar what another term so actually act before that he he asks oscar about his upbringing and oscar says well my parents were both born born in mexico and one year before i was born they moved here to the united states so i was born in, so the, I was united born in the united states, states. Yeah. and michael goes wow that's really the american dream isn't it <laughs> and oscar just so politely goes yes yes and shakes yes, thank his head you <laughs> and gives it like this fucking half-ass bullshit smile yeah and then michael asks is there another term for mexican that's less offensive <laughs> and he goes, mexican isn't offensive yeah in- not in certain connotations what connotations michael <laughs> oh no i i i don't know well, no, you would have to have something in mind for it to be offensive. Jim hears the phone ringing, and he runs out, um, and Michael's like, Jim, Jim, and by the time he goes to pick it up, he missed the phone call. So oh, that was the second yes. time he yeah. had a chance, and then I did miss one time. There was a third time where he tried to call him, and he and he tried to call Mr. Decker, and, and he was And it was right lunch. as, oh. Yeah, he was on lunch. Oh, because I was going to say the second time that you didn't say after the getting everything uh what's the word i'm looking for shredding everything he tried to call him and that was right as diversity day was starting oh, with mr brown right. walking in and he goes mr and decker i'm gonna to have call to call back, back. yeah the bitch there's a fourth one yeah oh God, he tries so a lot he tries a lot to get honestly mr. if i was decker. mr decker i would have been kind of like pretty pissed too yeah i mean he, yeah that's four he keeps times calling him and hanging up all the time so Michael does this game, and he tells everybody that he's going to give them a race to put on their forehead, and they play a little game of guess who, basically. Yeah, because they're not allowed to look at the card. But the thing is, is that Michael does not understand the difference between race and nationality. And so, an actual person. And a culture, Because he chooses yes. Martin Luther King to put on his forehead. Exactly. His is Martin Luther King Jr. He gives them Jewish, Italian. Jamaican. Uh, yeah, Jamaican. He Oh, and then black, which then ends up on Stanley. Up black, and yeah. Stanley's African American, so he gives exactly. them black. Because yeah. <laughs> we didn't plan that. Yeah, that was unintentional. <laughs> um, and... That whole game just goes awful. It is extremely offensive the entire time, and it ends very poorly. Kelly had walked out to take a meeting call, and when she comes back in, Michael asks her how her meeting went. She says, oh, it was great, and Michael says... So she walks in, right? So she walks in, and immediately he jumps down her throat and goes, Kelly! How are you? And she goes, yeah. I just had him. He's, ooh, welcome to my convenience store. Try my cookie cookie. Only 99 cents plus tax. And then they just go on yeah. with it and just keep saying, try my cookie. No, googie googie. He's googie, making googie? a, yes, he's <sighs> making a random offensive Indian try word. try my cookie cookie. No, he says, try my googie googie. Try my googie googie. Are you serious? Yes. No way. That adds to the offensiveness of oh it. Oh my god! This entire time I thought it was try my cookie cookie. What the fuck would cookie cookie be? I don't know. I thought he was selling like some kind of co- Oh my How god. would that be Indian? 
I don't know, because it just plays along with how stupid he is. No, he says, you know what I mean? Googie Googie. Because oh, he thinks that's some sort of food term oh my in God, India. That's a game changer. Yeah. That's a total game changer. I know, changer. it really blew your Son mind. Of a bitch. Uh, well, it turns out that. Oh, Kelly ends up slapping him in the face for that. Yeah, it was awesome. That's how it ends. It was and awesome. It is and Michael's great. like, now she gets it. Now she knows what it's like to be a minority. Yeah. What a dick. It all ends with Jim getting on the phone with Mr. Decker finally, and he has lost his big sale because Mr. Decker has bought from another salesman who gave him a discount. Uh, so poor Jim has lost 25% of his commission. So sad. It is very it sad, really actually. Is. He's so downtrodden, and he takes his little mini champagne bottle, and he throws it out because he doesn't no, need no, it No, he anymore. puts it on Dwight's desk. Oh. Yeah, okay, he, he so that's what I was going desk. to ask, because is Dwight the other salesman? Yeah. Is that what they're saying? Yeah, because Jim found out because uh, what code were you given? And it oh, was that's the salesman code. Yeah, yeah, so he was able to find out that it was Dwight, and that's why he just took the champagne put it on Dwight's desk, but the really, the, so the cute thing is... No, but before that, I was going to ask you, so why... Stop jumping around. You, like, jump so quickly to other stuff. Yeah, because I have a lot to talk about. I love I this know. episode. Um, so why... How did Dwight get to the phone to make that sale if the entire time they were all stuck in that diversity day? Yeah, I don't know. It's a big flaw with that episode. I yeah. have no idea when but or how, but... It happened. Which is sad. It's really yeah. sad for Jim. I would assume um, they went, like, during lunch or something. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I, don't I don't know. So go ahead with the cute part. So the cute part is, is even though that, that horrible, horrible thing happened to Jim, where he just lost 25% of his, his commission for the entire year, they're sitting in the conference room, and Michael's still babbling on about just goddamn nonsense. And Pam is falling asleep. And pretty much falls asleep on Jim's shoulder. and he Not pretty much. She's well, on yeah, his fully shoulder. Out. Yeah, she falls out. Doesn't wake her up. And then finally when it's 5 o'clock, they go home. And Jim wakes her up. And then, you know, they walk out. And then they're ha- he's having a one-on-one with the camera. And he just looks and smiles and go, goes, not a bad day. Not a bad day. And that was so goddamn sweet to it me. It was so cute. My heart filled with that because yeah. I know I know what happens in later seasons and that was just like the most adorable goddamn thing. There are so many moments in the entire the the whole basis of the office is to tell this love story basically about Pam and Jim and how it goes wrong and all of this stuff it goes up and down and it is just the best it it shows just what a great relationship they have to start with. They're both such great friends and Jim has such a crush on her, and it, so sweet. there are so many parts along the way that I know I will bring up because my heart melted when I first watched this season. I can't remember when I first saw The Office with virgin eyes, but it was so good, and I remember I just kept thinking, oh, I want a relationship like Jim and Pam so bad, and now I have Now we it. have it. We're, okay, so as a couple... We're essentially Jim and Pam. We're, we're the most, like, goofy, yeah. just fun, ridiculous couple yeah. that you'll meet. We're just straight-up goofballs, and we're both the same person. It, it's just awesome. It's great. We have an outstanding relationship, and we love the same things, and that's why we absolutely are excited to do this podcast. Um, because, God damn it, we love TV, and especially The Office. office. So this podcast, right, we're going to keep doing this. Um, we are. I, frankly, if people watch it or like it or not, I don't really care. You can't gonna... watch. You can listen, though. 
<laughs> we're gonna keep doing it either way um, because I think this is just really fun. You and I yeah. just sitting here talking about the office into a microphone, exactly. reminiscing about just our favorite show. Our favorite show. It's great, and this is I think this was like the first show that we actually watched together. When we first started dating, we had both separately watched it, but yeah, I think this is so. one of the first things that we, we did was like, hey, let's, do you want to binge watch The Office and just eat snacks? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, um, which kind of brings me to the next topic, that we are going to continue this after The Office. Don't worry. Once we get to those end seasons that don't have Michael in them, spoiler alert. Oh, God, it, I'm already sad. It gets rough, and uh, we're going to be pretty mad for those last few seasons. But it gets but better, though. Yeah, it does get better, but it we're going to... It is for a little bit, but it does end up getting better. Yeah, we are going to continue on after that. Our next planned show is going to be... Fluid, don't... Let Why? that be a surprise. Oh, okay, I'll peed. cut that out then. You get peed. No, because they would know. I'll cut it out completely. Um, so we are going to continue after this with new shows. Make sure that you guys let us know what kind of shows you would want to see or hear about. Yeah, we have a few planned, but, I mean, we're always willing to kind of change that plan up. Yeah. Um, actually, doing a podcast on something that we completely haven't seen before, I think would be awesome. Well, that's kind of... So the name of our podcast is You Got Me Hooked, and I want you guys to get us hooked on something. So tell us about shows that you really like. Don't give us, like, crap shows. We don't want to watch shit, but... Yeah, I'm we just don't kidding. Watch, <laughs> we don't watch your fucking shitty yeah. TV shows. Yeah, but tell us what you got hooked on, and maybe we will uh, watch a few episodes and give you some of our commentary on it. And, um, yeah, so do you want to get into the uh, Dundies? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I give this episode, I'd say four and a half Dundies. Yeah, this is a solid four, four and I, a half. Yeah, I love this um, show, episode. I do have an honorable mention that I just found in the script that I almost forgot about, okay? Ooh, okay. So... This is Kevin. Kevin goes, hey. Angela goes, hey. And then Kevin goes, do you want to go to the beach? <laughs> Angela goes, sure. And then Kevin goes, do you want to get high? high? Do you want to smoke that good, good stuff? And Angela goes, no. And Kevin goes, I think you, you do, do mom. mom. And Angela just goes, stop. <laughs> this is during the guessing game. And obviously, I'm sure you guys can guess what uh, race, quote unquote, Angela was. Jamaican. If you couldn't guess that, then uh, you're just as... Clueless as Michael. Yeah, just yeah. as clueless as everyone else is with that game. So, thank you guys so much for listening yeah, to our first so episode much. That was a lot of, fun. of You Got Me Hooked. 